0: Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano Airing
1: live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Outer Realm Thursday
2: night segment. A little bit uh, tongue-tied there. I don't think my mic was working with me. (laughs) Anyway, we are broadcasting live right here on the United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 on the Gulf Coast, and 107.7 from New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee who have been with this well, with us on this journey, essentially, uh, probably for about three and a half plus years now. So we're so very grateful for you Folgers. Thank you so very much. And we look forward to another great year with you. Also... Truly grateful for Dr. Snick, the Sonic Surgeon, a.k.a. Justin Snicker, for the intro that you just heard. He's an award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music, which can be found on all of your favorite streaming platforms. Also, big thank you to Steve McGinnis, the artist behind our banners and logos here at the show. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram. Also specializes in the horror genre, but does phenomenal commission pieces, including... Books, just so y'all know. So tonight we are welcoming for the very first time special guest Joshua Shapiro, who's going to be discussing Crystal Skulls. He's going to have a link for his free ebooks. Yes, you heard me right. His free ebooks. And he's going to be showing photos, do a little bit of show and tell. But of course, as always, guys, you have to be, you know, listening to one of our um eight different platforms to be able to communicate with us so i should say seven because we actually do not have um a chat room on roku so super late you know seven coming down into one (laughs) so we have to keep up with him he's got great stories to tell and really looking forward of course to to sharing him with you all i see people starting to chime in hello hello jr how are you how are you hello marshall how are you hello janie hello i miss amelia too especially but she's under the weather so she's listening in though she's never too far at all hey Tamara. hello oh my goodness hey mark <laughs> and the roomies we're all here everybody's slowly starting to chime in waiting for a guest i'm really looking forward to this um i think We've only done one other segment in the Wayback machine on crystal skulls. And um, I'll tell you, I always find it super informative. These things are just so fascinating. And, um, oh, hold on. Hold on. What am I saying? Diane. Hello. Hello. Uh, crochet DT. Yes. <laughs> Courtesy of Amelia.
1: <laughs>
2: um, they're very, very fascinating. And it's trying to figure out the story behind them to me has always been interesting because what are they about who made them what can you do with them um there's they're just they're just so interesting and I can tell you right now that Joshua has one of these crystal skulls that is is said to be a museum quality, you know, really unusual piece. And he's going to share that with us. And he's sent pictures over so we can have a look at them as well. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you all to my new friend, Joshua Shapiro.
3: Hey, everyone. A Pleasure to be here, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me on the show and oh and also i want to thank mark eddie for making the connection he just raves about you and your oh, oh, oh,
2: yeah. nice. he's in the chat room tonight too so this is really good this, right. so here he is hello mark there he is <laughs> so no it's it's awesome that you're here um this is such a fascinating topic not just for the ancient stuff that people want to know about where do they come from what do you do with them who made them but what you can continue to do with them even today which is where your research comes in right my
3: buddy buddy here
2: there we go i love it it's one of them
3: right portal de Luz, portal of light this is the one that's traveled with me the most but he's also the heaviest i'm going to show you so being at 68 i don't no he'll he'll kind of like go like this you know and he'll come back in and say oh, i want to say hello to everybody because they're alive they have consciousness and they talk with you so
1: right but,
2: right well why don't we start with humble beginnings you know okay. i mean how does one one doesn't just typically fall into you know, th- their their certain area of study because this is sort of like really in-depth studying so what brought you to this to this point in your journey i'll just let you start
3: okay so we have to look at prior to april of 1983 who was joshua shapiro and then i don't remember the exact date in april of 1983 but i met the amethyst skull of me which is the one i sent you a bunch of pictures i will get
2: pictures of that yes
3: (laughs) so prior to that time you know i was just starting to open up to find out about the uh, spiritual things. Who I was. Um, I'm a typical Aries. I I want to know the answers to everything. I've talked to other Aries, and we're all the same. You know. Right. If right. there's something. That there we go. That's uh, a me, which I'll be explaining here in a little bit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We'll we'll just take her off for now and let you continue right. on, and we'll bring her up later.
3: Right. So um, I was just kind of traveling on faith, and I came out with uh, my first book, Journeys of an Aquarian Age Networker.
1: Mm. So
3: it was kind of talking about my travels, who I was meeting, how I was seeing what the Aquarian Age is all about, or I would call it the golden age. And um, so then now we'll come to the moment where I became acquainted with the crystal skull that you showed. So Mm. I went to this bookstore in San Jose, California. Francois was the owner. It was across the street. From the Rosicrucian Park, and um, I showed her a copy of the book I mentioned, uh, "Journey's of an Aquarian Age Networker," Mm -hmm. and she pulled out these pictures of the amethyst girl, which you just showed before. Right. And so, as I was looking at those pictures, um, I I don't know. I can't remember because it's 1983. It's like...
2: That's almost, okay. That's okay. It's over
3: 40 years ago. But these are the events that happened while I was there. So right. first thing I remember was as I'm looking at the picture, because any picture is a facsimile of these artifacts. Right. So this is another profile here that we have. Yes. Is um, I started to feel like an inner earthquake inside of me, like something was happening. And one of the things that I've learned in all my travels and all my experiences is that there are certain moments of time where you have a key experience that unlocks, like, you know, who you are, what you're here to do, and so on. Because prior to that, you know, I I knew of the crystal skulls because of the famous one, the Mitchell Hedges skull, but I hadn't really had a, a contact with one, so I wasn't that attracted to it. But this is one of the keys when you're working with crystal skulls is that, you know, you may listen to some of the experiences that I'm going to talk about today that I have had over this time, and it might not mean anything to you uh, specifically, or you might not be able to relate to them. But once you have one of your own, and again, I've talked to so many people, so this is always the case. Once you have one of your own direct experiences, Hmm. then it's like, you know, how do I say no? That didn't happen. That earthquake didn't happen. That mm-hmm. picture wasn't talking to me and said a message, Joshua. We're returning to help humanity to create peace. So now that you know about it, what are you going to do?
1: <coughs>
2: right.
3: You know. So. Right. So this was kind of a telepathic communication that's going on uh, for me that I remember with the picture. Now this is one of my gifts. Uh, helps me when I'm writing. Like when I'm going to write something, I mm-hmm. almost hear inside of me, you know, what is it I need to say? And mm-hmm. even as I'm talking with you, a split second before what I want to say, I already hear it in, inside of me. It's so, I mean, after doing this for 40 years, it's an automatic uh, gift or or ability. Right. So, um, so then after I had this uh, contact, and by the way, I forgot there was a real earthquake that happened too while I was there. Looking at the picture, in Calingas, California, which is, I don't know, hundreds of miles south of San Jose, they had a real earthquake that happened. So there was an outer and inner earthquake. And then I found out that this skull was held by a group of um, Hispanic businessmen. And one of them had a crystal gallery that was close to the bookstore in San Jose. And in the vault, that's where this crystal skull was being held. And so they were kind of interested of selling this skull right. and uh, there actually was a young man that came in town w- while I was around and this mm-hmm. is how I actually got to see it the first time. Right. So when they brought it out uh, they said okay Joshua you can go ahead and touch this crystal skull. So I remember my right hand I put it on the top part of that skull and I felt an energy literally move all the way up my arm and to my shoulder. Now, one of the things that has happened to me since that time is when I meet, I would call them significant crystal skulls in my life. Um, Ones that change me, affect me or whatever. And obviously a me being the first one and telling me, hey, we're coming back to help humanity, you know, and started to get me interested to learn more and so on.
1: Mm -hmm. But they
3: appear in my mind's eye. I I see them around me. So for a, a me, when I think of a me, She's right here, and I felt that she was a feminine skull, right? Okay, and so isn't
2: she, isn't she mine? Because there's actually like information on, on her, right? It's supposedly found in the early 1900s, has a bit right. of right. Well, white... she's
3: found in in Mexico, Maya? right? Mexico, in so Mayan. It could be mine. But you know, the thing is, the only way you could say one is mine is if the existing Mayan people who are descendant actually have some right like i know in guatemala the mines there they publicly have acknowledged that they have crystal skulls and they protect them because so
0: there was well. a
3: period of time when the spanish came over to the americas where they started stealing everything and mm-hmm. there is a friend i have named Milky van Dieten, who used to have uh like a kind of dutch shop coffee shop <coughs> in the Miami area. And she showed me an article where they found a Spanish galleon, I guess off the coast of Florida there, where two crystal skulls were inside of that galleon.
2: Oh, wow, that's really interesting. So it probably
3: means that, you know, they took them from the people and they were gonna take them back to Spain, but the ship sank. Right. So there could be evidence for that. So, So, yeah, go ahead.
2: So so just to to back up for a quick moment, um, how many crystal skulls like let's go. We're gonna go into like ancient times as per the discoveries before we come to the present. Um, first off, where, who, why were they made? Who made them, and how many? Like it's a three-part question. And, and how many are there allegedly that have been discovered?
3: Well, well, the last question I can't answer because too many have been discovered, and it's impossible to know them all
2: interesting okay
3: okay whereas like let's say in the beginning when they first became known which was back in the 70s and 80s you know there were only a couple some in museums mitchell hedges skull etc but since that period of time i mean constantly not every day but you know like every month i'm hearing from different people who said oh i received this skull through my family or somebody gifted it to me um uh, even skulls in Peru have been showing up, which don't look like the ones that are showing up in Central America, Mexico.
2: Are they genuine? Well, because wasn't there a tale? I mean, wasn't there a belief system that the, the people who research this sort of stuff believe that there may have been thirteen. And some of these were in places that you may not even be able to access. If you believe the legends, right? So,
3: Right. Well, so there's, um, let's see. So Mayans out of uh, Guatemala talk about 52 skulls. Wow. Four sets of 13, perhaps. Maybe. Um, there are legends that say there's a master set. This came through my co-author, Mr. Nasirino, who mm-hmm. passed away some years ago. But he was talking about a master set of 13 crystal skulls. Which would kind of make make sense because we have a lot of things to do with major religions uh, and Mm -hmm. spiritual philosophies of one surrounded by 12, the Christ and the 12 apostles, the 12 tribes of Israel and the priest, the um, God, my memory, I forget the, Mm -hmm. I can't think of what they're called, the tribe that's the priest. So so we constantly have it. And with the crystal skulls, too, there have been legends that have come out about one main skull surrounded by 12. In the book I did with Nasserino and Bowen, um, there was this person named Michael. And again, my memory goes, this is so bad at 68. I know exactly <laughs> what I want to say, but I can't remember the name, Michael's last name, who was also talking about, like... Um, in the Four Corners area, underground caverns, there was like a, a set of a master set of 13 that could have been connected with the inner, inner Earth tri, tribes. Like oh, there were 13 inner Earth yeah. tribes, each one had a skull that had their DNA connected to it. So there's a lot of theories about it. Interesting. Um, you asked the question about is it authentic? Every crystal skull that exists is authentic, okay. whether they are being made in uh, modern or whether they're coming from um, indigenous cultures, mm-hmm. whether they're gifts from the gods. You know, there's mm-hmm. many different theories about where they're coming from. And so my friend, Portal de Luz, is saying to me, just just tell uh, Michelle's audience dead, he calls me dead, that each one of us has our own special energies and gifts and everything. So like, for example, the one I showed you, Portal de Luz, He's a modern made skull. He's made by a Brazilian carver I met Leandro, who a lot of people know know of him. And I actually have a couple of skulls by him. And, you know, and yet when I was in Holland and this Mayan Elder came, Mayan Shaman came talking about, you know, the um 20, 2012, um, their uh, prophecy and everything. Um he, Portal de Luz faked him out. He thought it was one of theirs. He was saying in Spanish to me, uh, could you please tell this gentleman that this is one of our skulls and he needs to give it back? Because again, a lot of their skulls have been stolen. And this really is very upsetting because it's sacred mm. to them. Yes. And I had to explain to the elder, and he's a very famous elder, and I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to um, embarrass him because Portal said I'm not supposed to say anything till the elder started talking about <laughs> me. Right. And I showed him that this was a modern maid's go. So why he, I think he was faked is because Portal has uh, probably a galactic spirit that works through him. Since I know I, my true essence is, and I've been revealing this of recent years, I'm a uh, cosmic <coughs> wanderer, which George Williamson, and early UFO early UFO contactee spoke about. See, mm-hmm. there's so many things that are interconnected. I'm trying to get it all in here. Of course. <laughs> um, so you've
2: got quite a bit of time. So <laughs> okay, well
3: that's good. So uh, so I think that Portal de Luz has uh, galactic uh spirits who are very well aware of who I am on a on a soul level. Right. And um you know um he's who talks to talks to me and works through it. So he activated the quartz crystal so that it could receive energies of wherever i'm going like when we do world peace meditations like we just started uh, a new series on february 1st and for those people if you have a crystal skull you should contact me through either the website or the, the email web. that will be released whenever that comes out so i can give you the information right. or well there's part of it, it and your also, e-books. right? And then okay. also, okay. too, you'll be giving out um, a website, February 13th, 1 p.m. Your local time is when we do the second world peace meditation with the crystal skulls. And right. if you don't have one, you can use your favorite piece of gemstone or, or other quartz crystal or whatever. Um, so we're starting to do that as well. So, um, you know, so the all these crystal skulls, they have a purpose and a reason and You know, Portal de Luz has been instrumental in in helping me creating a very... Like right now, he's helping to create a very... With the other three skulls that I pulled out. So I have three more I'm going to show you before we finish up tonight. Just a really nice energy here in front of the computer. So it's easy for me to remember and talk about uh, all kinds of things that are related to the crystal skull. So the voice that talks to me, I have to say what it told me, otherwise I'll forget it. So the crystal skulls right now are acting as powerful tools to um, activate people's spiritual gifts, to help people to know what role are you here to play. I'm assuming many of the people that are coming to listen to you. On a soul level, before they were born and they came to the earth, they have a role to play in this total transformation that's happening right now. And we are at a period of time Uh, which I've seen through two powerful experiences, which I mentioned to you when I talked to you privately before, that uh, major things are going to start happening. And um, we're not too far away for total paradise on this planet. And Mm. most people would say, that's crazy. How could that be? We have all this madness happening in Mm. Israel and Palestine. Mm. And now uh, NATO is talking about they're going to go to war with Russia and Tucker Carlson just put out today oh, his this talk is, with Putin. That's a
2: whole political show right there.
3: Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, and here in the United States, we got what's going on in Texas and we have uh, several politicians that they're going mm-hmm. after to impede. So it's almost like- There's a like lot in, going on that's working right, against lot, us,
2: basically. Right.
3: It looks like it's working against us. Right. But what I think is things get worse before they get better. So right. we're like at the edge of- A major, major breakthrough. So whoever was just talking to me is just saying that, you know, we're really getting ready for some wonderful things to start Mm -hmm. happening, some major truths to start coming out, Mm -hmm. And um, people need to um, not be, um, how do I express this? Don't be too concerned about, you know, if you start hearing this crazy stuff, just go day by day, know everything is going to be okay and that we will be called to do what we really came here to do. So it's like, for example, I think, you know, if you look at the bottom of my name, I'm saying, you know, I'm co-founder of the Center for the Advancement of Humanity. This is one of the tasks that I'm sitting on. I'm holding the energy for the center. So when all this good stuff comes up, then I can do all the actions I need to do to create that center. physically manifested here in the Orlando area where I am. And crystal skulls will play a, a major and key role with all yeah. of that as well. Right. So, right. so I I talked about a lot of things here really fast. I don't even know if I answered your questions. Uh, no. You that's- asked me three <laughs> questions.
2: Yes. One basically is, is who do you think made them? Galactics
3: um, well, and-, and advanced civilizations in the past, as well right. as uh, indigenous people Probably in the past.
2: Because Tamara's saying makes you wonder what was going on within those cultures at the time that they were making these skulls. Why a crystal skull? Why not a crystal ball? Why not a crystal monkey? Why not a, you know what I mean? Based on on what, right. I mean, you know, they emulated what they saw or what was a representation of a belief system. So why the skulls, do you think?
3: Well, I think because if we look at our bone skull, um, it allows us to receive cosmic knowledge and information which filters down through different yes. levels of consciousness. It's that shape that allows that. Quartz crystal is a transmitter and receiver for many different frequencies of energy. So mm-hmm. making it in the shape of a human bone skull is is going to also allow the same thing. So like there was one because time- we
2: are transmitter technically speaking we bring in energy
3: right so it's to collect energy wisdom knowledge like i had a chance one time through a personal friend uh, to speak to people in microsoft about crystal skulls you know wasn't too many people that came but i said look you're working with the the modern computers these were probably the ancient computers and this is one of the reasons why I think the crystal skulls are important, especially the ones that were made long ago or were created by very advanced people. They Mm -hmm. have incredible knowledge and information inside of them Mm -hmm. that's going to be released and we'll figure out some way to do it because most of the time the information that comes is usually through people who are very sensitive, you know, that have Mm -hmm. special gifts. Um, And, but I see that in the past, you know, maybe this was in Atlantis or whatever, that they had devices where they could connect them into the crystal skull and you would see like, you know, video images. Like that's what Mm. I'm expecting is we're going to link into a crystal skull and there'll be a guy there going, I've been waiting a long time for you to reinvent this technology. So I could give you all this information.
2: It's kind of like the whole Obi-Wan Kenobi thing in princess Leia. Yes. I'm here.
3: Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I think they have a lot of different purposes and they help different people depending upon what's going on in their life. Right. So for me, they they keep me busy because there's always something going on with crystal skulls.
1: Right.
2: Um Diane, hi Diane says, Didn't they make them in the images of a specific person? It's a good question, but they, they do look different. So
3: Right, but Sandra Bowen, who was one of the co-authors of uh, the Crystal Skull book, I worked with her and Mr. Nassarino, um she was talking about the Mitchell Hedges skull that she believes that it was made from an Atlantean priestess named Chaitritra. So the question the person just asked, some people have said that possibly some of the very old or what we call ancient crystal skulls could have actually been made not only carved, they could have been from the actual bone skull changed into crystal from an actual person. Okay. Interesting. The the challenge that we have with this is we have so many different theories and ideas that come out, but we don't really have a way to to prove it. So it's kind of like for the people that are listening today, you know, you're going to have to run with whatever I'm talking about that resonates for you because this is what makes it very difficult for me is, you know, I'm not a scientist and I hear all these things and I remember things from lifetimes where I worked. So my job is to offer possibilities Mm because, you know, there've been a couple of times where I've been interviewed where they come after me. Oh, this, this sounds really crazy. How can you prove these kinds of things? Well, the bottom line is, is when we come to the point where the world's going to really start opening up and, Ancient wisdom and knowledge is going to start coming through and the truth is going to start coming through. That's when <clears throat> how the skulls work and their purpose and everything. I think it'll be there'll be a way to be able to show that they're important for humanity. That it's not just, you know, I had a crystal crystal skull that I met who I saw a picture of the first time that's telling me, Oh, we're returning to help you to create world peace on your planet. You know, there's no way. How do I prove that I heard that? I can't prove that. But I heard it and I have to go with it and run with it. Mm-hmm. So, I think this is a really key point on anything that we do in our spirituality. We're all going to receive insights and knowledge and information that resonates for us. And we have to trust because it came from inside of ourselves that this is something that's important for us and that we will meet other people who may resonate with some of those ideas, but not everybody's going to resonate with all these ideas.
2: Mm -hmm. I agree. And of course, I mean, we're looking at ancient uh, civilizations, technologies, such as Atlantis, ancient Lemuria, you know, um, among others. I mean, some that are completely gone. Who's this one? This This is
3: Tachula. Oh, by the way, I would like to dedicate this show to my wife, Katrina, who passed away from cancer in November. She was the one... That this skull found. If I can, I'll tell the story because it's please, pretty
2: please, yes.
3: Okay, so I don't remember when this was. We went to Sedona and we were attending Sedona, sometime. of course, yeah, of <laughs> magical
2: course. It, Sedona,
3: yes, right, this is where we met this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Templars, you know, I was kind of interested in mm-hmm. the Templars, so we went to meeting because they had some interest in crystal skulls. This group of Templars in Sedona, and there was this friend, and again. I can't remember his name. He just passed away, I think, uh, last year. But he was in contact with people in the Far East, and he was getting all kinds of different skulls, not ones that were shaped like human bone skulls. Like Portal de Luz close to our own skull. This one is a totally stylized skull.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And so he had like about 40 or 50 on a wheel that you could spin. And this one... Started talking to Katrina. She said, Hey, the this guy was saying, Hey, you I want to talk to you. And she's she's going like, What's going on here? She didn't she didn't want (laughs) to admit what's happening. Because this was for very early on in our relationship, and she was just Mm -hmm. starting to get comfortable. And also she's saying, She's over here next to me watching us talk about this. So if I forget something, you tell me. All
1: right.
3: (laughs) And um, And Mm -hmm. I may sound crazy when I do that, but I hear her really clear, especially when I do, you know, talking to people on this, she'll say something I'll hear inside of me. Um, So um, the skull kept, you know, trying to get her attention and she was trying to ignore it. So then the guy who brought it out of all the skulls on the wheel, he picks this one and he sits right down in front of her and says, I think this one's supposed to go with you and we made an arrangement so that it could. And then she wow. heard the name was Tachula, which to me sounds um, Mayan. Yes. Now, the thing that's interesting about this skull is when we moved to uh, Seattle, we went to a fair in Billingham and we had a, a table there and this guy comes up and looks at it and said, oh, I have one like that. And I'm going like, I don't believe him because this is so unusual. You would think that this would be an original, there wouldn't be any other one. So I said, could you please go home and get it? And he did, and he brought it. And I don't know if you you can see it. There's this thing here on its ear, a black thing. Yes, yes, you see it. On the ear, it had the same thing. It was exactly the same design. Crazy. Except a little taller. And I'm looking at him, and they said, oh, yeah, there's 12 of us. So you're seeing two of us. There's a series. So again, 12 or 12 and 1. Right. So this would be an example of an old skull. Right. Uh, we right. do not know. No, the back of it looks kind of red. The front mm-hmm. may be quartz, some kind of clear quartz, but red. We're still not sure what that's made of. But it looks like it's two different types of hmm. stones fused together, clear and well, red. If it came quartz. from
2: Sedona, you've got the red mountains, the, you know, the red sand. No, but this,
3: this didn't come from Sedona. We oh, saw it, it in from, Sedona. Got it. It came from Ma- Mongolia or China.
2: Oh, interesting.
3: Yes, they found it when they were digging in the ground. Okay, wow, so And wow. this would be an example of what some call a Tibetan or Mongolian shape skull. Right. So right. they don't look like us. So in honor of Katrina, since this was her special skull, and I would never give it attention, I'm bringing it out to share it with everyone so they can <laughs> see some different shapes.
2: Well, thank you for sharing it with us. <laughs>
1: um,
2: Wayne makes a comment, says, I believe that in order to begin to understand what these things are all about, it's so important to have an open mind, right? Yeah, and absolutely. Guardian says, I believe mankind had supernatural gifts in the beginning, and they are starting to come back. Exactly. Also, believe in that as the, well.
3: Both of these comments are <clears throat> absolutely what I've, what, what I, know, I, I know it's true. I just know it's true. I'm Aries, and when we know something's true, we we say it whether anybody else agrees or not.
2: Right. Tamara says, I wonder if different skulls react to different frequencies.
3: Absolutely. They definitely, they do. They do. Um, they're each very different. Maybe There's- for those who are sensitive. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
3: Excuse me. Of course. I'm still getting over a slight cold. Of course. Those two I showed you already, completely different.
1: Mm -hmm. energy
3: the skulls themselves they work in completely different ways they Mm -hmm. respond to energies differently and also portal is saying to me portal is an example of a modern skull and tachula is an example of an older skull and when i've been in the presence of new and old i definitely have completely different experiences with it portal saying he has a story he wants me to tell is it okay yes of course okay so um Katrina was my fourth wife, although we didn't marry officially. She was my spiritual wife. But my third wife was Dutch, uh, Daisy Rainbow. And so I was living in Holland for about, I think it was about five or six years. We got invited to go to this group in Belgium. They were working with a device called a Leckier antenna. It's like a dowsing rod. It <coughs> has numbers on it. Yeah. and and when they put it towards a certain frequency of energy, it will tip by itself, okay? Which is like what a dowsing rod does, put it on the ground looking for metal and it it tips. So um, their teacher was there who was training them how to use this. And he said to his class, this is a stone. Absolutely nothing is going to happen. We're wasting our time. So they went ahead and they started doing measurements and they said to the teacher, um, we don't understand this. According to you, nothing should be happening. This crystal skull, Portal de Lu, he's showing the frequencies of energy of the five human senses. What? That's impossible. Do it again. They did it three times, and every time he showed those frequencies of energy. Mm-hmm. And then they said, there also appears to be some energy that's coming from the ground up through his center, too, which I don't know what that was. And then they took him out into the backyard, and and he created some kind of a vortex or something. Hmm, uh, yeah. But he had to be in the, in the right place for that vortex to be set up. But so, stone does
2: absorb energy and sounds, much like crystals. Uh, you yeah. Know, sounds.
3: Right. So that's also too. You know, like there's certain music the skulls will like. Mm-hmm. Good.
2: All things yeah. organic puts off a frequency, and most everything on the planet is organic, even rocks emit frequency. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, exactly.
3: Well, so these people already understand the crystal skulls. It's great.
2: I know. I, we have a great audience. We're really fortunate. And and I, I try to read off the comments for our audio listenership, which is pretty vast. So, um, So does it have to be a skull? Can it be – like, let's say I'm – You know, let's say I come into possession of a crystal ball. Some people absorb the energy from their crystal balls, and people, it's crystal skulls. Now they're making, you know, they're making all sorts of different things out of crystal or quartz and and things of that nature. Does it have the same effect? In your
3: opinion, Uh, in in my opinion, it doesn't. But that's because I'm I'm biased. Okay, because I am. I have probably worked with crystal skulls in the past, so I already have that affinity for them. Right. Whereas somebody, you know, I've seen people, even with some of the very old skulls, meet them and feel absolutely nothing. But then they see, you know, like a piece of quartz in a, as a ball or in a different shape, and they have a different one. So a crystal skull isn't for everyone. We have to trust what we're uh, uh, what we're drawn toward. And even like let's say if you went to um, an online store or these people that have a lot of skulls, you know, and you want to buy one, you mm. need to look at each one and see is there one that grabs you? right? Okay. Like for example, we just got six new ones from India, so I put them up on Facebook. and it's amazing. Usually, sometimes it'll go really fast. Somebody'll go, "Yep, that's the one for me." Sometimes it takes a week or a little bit later. But every single one that we've ever received from a source that is connected to carvers who have made them, they all find their homes. Right. They all so find. So basically,
2: the, right the skull chooses its person.
3: Yes, exactly. They are okay. choosing, picking us. We're not picking them. What else? Is going absolutely, Dad. You tell them.
2: i love that (laughs) um okay so what is the objective for your research with these skulls now you and i talked a little bit about portals and power spots and time travel and do you want to delve into that a little bit
3: well i think for me uh, what they're about is um you know we've Set up all these world peace meditations. We've Mm -hmm. worked together with other people who have skulls Mm -hmm. to do uh, an energy work to help the planet, right? Um, I think too that um, they just uh, make sure. Well, I I have to go to the experience I had with the Mitchell Hedges Go with Bill Holman when I was in his house when they. Fourth Indiana Jones film came out where crystal skull, 13 crystal skulls were shown there, actually. Wow! And um, besides the fact that being in the presence of that skull, it felt like I was in heaven when I did my meditation with it. There were some advanced beings that showed up. Now, it looks reverse on the screen, but it's on my right side. Mm Mm-hmm. In the right side of the room, up in the in the air, there was a group of beings that came. And after I had that contact, I just felt like it helped me to be more peaceful and calm, not to judge other people, um, you know, um, just to go day by day. Because, you know, when you're born as an Aries, uh, there's this fire inside of you that wants you to... Uh, sometimes argue with people and and say how you're correct and everybody else is wrong Mm -hmm. and it doesn't work this way we each have our own um, idea of how reality works and we and we need like what we're doing now i'm sharing my pieces and hopefully some of these pieces and things i'm talking about are either resonating or helping other people see oh yeah i could see that how that could work or whatever that we're here to share our experiences with each other so For me, the crystal skulls, I think, have helped to pull out, you know, some of my inner gifts, and and also have helped me to. um, uh, Well, I don't know why Jr. thinks fire is my element, but because I'm not. Yeah, elaborate. Maybe
2: because you're feisty.
3: (laughs) Well, I am feisty, but I have a grand trine in water too, so I'm also, you know, going with the flow, and I'm here to find a way of how people can work together. It's just I have that Aries energy where all these ideas just start hitting me. Right. Like we have a media idea now, which I don't know what form it's going to take, but all of a sudden just came up, which I think we're going to wind up working with with you on this. So (laughs) Um, so for me, it's just been like, um, you know, it's the challenge of trying to figure out what are they, why are they here, how can they help people, Mm -hmm. what kind of projects can we do together like we're starting the world peace meditations again, you know, which I just was talking to my friend and and I had done over, with Katrina. We probably did over a hundred of them. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I have to do new things and I know my center that I'm supposed to create is coming up. So, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden I heard talking to my friend here, Harry, Harry, what do you think you guys have crystal skulls? Do you want to take over and start them up again? So it's just like, Uh, ideas of using these as tools to create a better world, using these as tools to enhance people's gifts, to wake them up. Do you Um, think it's
2: always been that way? Do you think that's what the skulls were created for?
3: I think that was their original purpose. And then, you know, well, really we have this undeclared war that's going on between the light and the dark. And I think the dark got involved Mm -hmm. with the skulls and they started using it for, um, you know, taking power away from people, you know, mm-hmm. because a lot of people, when you say a skull image, they think death and doom and pirates and poison. Oh, and all that. <clears throat> and well, how yeah. can that be when we all have a skull it, it's gifted to us mm-hmm. by creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have the human body and the skull is an important part of it. So right. um, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the skulls are a, a tool that's assisted many, many civilizations in the past. And mm-hmm. it records all these energies and knowledge and information. And now it's being drawn to people who, you know, like myself who probably have worked with them in the past or before we were born. I obviously said, okay, I'll, I'll work with them again. And then I talked to Katrina and I said, when I meet you, we're going to be involved with them. And she said, yeah, we'll be doing some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, because Katrina experienced them differently than I did. She actually heard a voice
2: mm-hmm.
3: outside of her talking to her where I hear my thinking voice, you know. The when, telepathic
2: or, voice. Yeah. Right.
3: That telepathic. Right. So Porta talks to me. It's my thinking voice that I hear him say something. Right. So, and it's the same with Katrina. When I hear her, it's through mm-hmm. that voice. So we all have gifts. So right. I just think that they're a tool that's returning that has assisted humanity many times in the past is now coming back to help us to anchor um, a higher vibrational frequency so the world is going to have total peace and harmony and we're gonna have contact with all our galactic brothers and sisters. And it's just gonna be, Somebody saying the word, it's funny. It's just going to be swell living here. Swell and is an old swell, word, right? It is. It's just going to be so swell living so here. So well, instead but... of going through all these challenges that we've been going through recently, that actually, when you wake up in the morning, you're going to be dancing and singing and say, "Oh, I'm so excited about what's going to happen to me in right. this next day." <laughs> and the children of the future are not gonna know any of these problems. They're not gonna believe our stories when we tell them about like the things that have happened to us since we've been living here.
2: Well, one can only hope for that, I'll tell you. Um, Tamara says, have you ever had a crystal skulls where you did not like the energy?
3: Yes. So, I'm supposed to explain that or just say yes or no.
2: No, you can explain it, of course. Well,
3: I have to go with um, what happened to me when I went to Mexico one time. And also, right. by the way, the website that's one of our websites, but the main site you have to put the letters CSE.CrystalSkullExplorers.com to get oh, to the main okay. one.
2: Well, let is, me here. Let, let me, can you fix let me do this. So, what do I have to put in front of Crystal? What is it? So
3: put the the letters C S E dot crystal skull dot C-S-E? E, yeah. Dot.
2: dot. Okay. And, the,
3: and then it's right. Okay, good.
2: Okay, why don't we save that and put it back up?
3: Right. All right. So, how about that? <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. We got it. All right. Yeah, where you want to go to find all our good stuff, free ebook, but. Also, we'll be giving out my email. It's easier if you email. It's, me. it's
2: all in the write up. Yeah. We could yeah, it's so, all in the write-up of the show, guys.
3: So anyway, we were invited um to go to Mexico, Katrina and I, and I was speaking at a conference there. And there were and you you know, you asked me how many crystal skulls? This is an example of I don't know because right. The people that came to the conference who were not speakers, they were bringing crystal skulls discovered in Mexico. And there was a table full of them of skulls I had never seen myself. Okay. So
2: discovered or purchased
3: They either got them in local stores. They found them in the ground. They Correct. inherited them from their family, you know, wow. passed down generation. Mexico, for some reason... Uh, seems to have a lot of crystal skulls that are coming out of the ground from there
2: very interesting
3: right That's so there there was um one crystal skull that i work with and it made me ill and and normally again this is okay so i meant this is part of my areas i usually think you know if there is a challenge a problem that comes up i can deal with it and, and handle right. it okay um and i enjoyed that challenge but this it affected me so badly. I, I actually had to humble myself and ask for a local healer to help me. Yeah. Um So, and, and the reason for it is, is because the crystal skulls are picking up the, all the energies that are around them, which includes man's inhumanity to man, because there are people who know of how the Mayans and Aztec and Toltecs were that in times mm-hmm. past, they may have, Taking people's heart out and put skulls inside of them that they were used in sacrifices. So they would pick up man's inhumanity to man. But that's interesting. Right. But I think that, you know, the really most important or the major 13 or the major 52, those skulls were made by advanced people and they cannot, their energy cannot be broken. You know, like I feel that with the Mitchell Hedges skull. That it right. has its own protection system,
2: <coughs> but so that's some, that's one of the ancient ones, then, right?
3: Well, I believe so. It's you know it's contested contested because of the way that was found, but I think it is one of the ones. I think
2: See, I'll ask you a quick question with respect. So we'll use that one as an example. Okay. Um, on the grand scheme of things, we know you know the Mayan culture is how old for example 500 000 years old i
3: think they're over a thousand
2: okay so i'm just ballparking it do you think you know was it someone in their technology in their time that made this or do you think they came across it and they you know were they finding these things long before their culture like are they that old do you think or are they as old as their culture if, I, if um, i'm wording it properly
3: been- the Mayans who came to the um, Crystal Skull Conference where I received Portal de Luz, mm-hmm. they were talking about that um, gifts from the gods. The gods brought the skulls to them.
2: Okay. So now so, we
3: Okay. So let's assume yeah. the gods brought them, but yeah. also they could have had skilled carvers who could see, okay, these are beautiful. We're going to make... Copies or duplicates or replicas, right. like the modern carvers are doing now. They make replicas of skulls, so right. they could have they could have made replicas of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I I just think that the most advanced skulls either came from advanced civilizations like Atlantis, or Lemuria, or were gifts mm-hmm. from the gods, and then right. that there were co- copies or duplicates made, but they were very good copies or duplicates. Right. And another thing Portal is saying to me is we need to get away from this idea of ancient, very old. Because okay. it's it's like when you focus on that, you're saying only Tatula should we consider because he's an older skull. Portal, yeah. we should throw in the garbage can because he was made by a modern carver. But right. yet there are many people who have had contact with Portal de Luz and he has changed their life in a very pos- positive right. way. Right. because he could have a very advanced spirit or soul that works through him mm-hmm. okay and also he's telling me don't forget that if the mitchell hedges skull the the uh, the spirit of that skull wants to come through me to help somebody i will step aside and let the spirit of that skull come into me right. so it's because um when i received portal de luz at this conference in, in sedona and i i was in a hotel room, and he was sleeping next to my head. I woke up, and he showed me a vision where once a crystal skull, like a new one, becomes activated. Mm-hmm. There's like this um, electromagnetic grid in a in a slightly different dimension of the Earth, but it felt like it was up in the sky. And mm-hmm. each skull takes a spot on that grid, and they all kind of like work together and talk to each other and everything. Right. So. This is the only way I know how to explain how they have communication with each other.
2: Like no, when, I think that's great.
3: Like when you know, uh, uh, all the time, I'm meeting with other people who have their own skulls in, and Mike, I call them the Crystal Kids. They'll say, "Dad, we want you to bring us because we want to meet our family." So right. they like to be together with other skulls. Right. So it's very hard for so somebody. So the
2: spirits can- within the skulls, basically. Right. right,
3: it's very hard for someone to understand that it's like I have this person here that I'm looking at who I'm talking to or right. this other person here or this one is a example of a amethyst crystal skull
1: right.
3: okay, uh, made by a different carver not by the same carver as Portal de Luz but a mm-hmm. modern skull that found its way and decided that I should be its guardian so there's all different kind of skulls that can come up and work in different ways and are drawn to different people right but it's just a tool everybody has different tools that they work with right you know, this hat which i got when i went with my brazilian wife uh, here to orlando many years ago we went to um, universal studio I bought the hat and and the belt from Indiana Jones, but right. it's because I feel that spirit when I work with the skulls, right? So sometimes I'll say I'm Illinois Shapiro because I was born. Right, in
2: <laughs> I love that. Oh okay, yeah. let's get a couple of uh, questions and comments.
3: Bart, sure. hello,
2: Bart. Um, when you say they have assisted us many times, does this mean various incarnations of humanity, or you know that were over a hundred thousand years ago, or are we talking? More in the last couple thousand years.
3: What, what? It, 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 we we don't know how old these skulls actually could be. We don't have any way of deciding it. So right. you know it can be recent. <clears throat> the way it's defined in the crystal skull community is we talk about a modern or contemporary skull is made. You know recently,
1: right. an
3: old skull is made over a hundred years ago,
1: mm-hmm. or
3: maybe up to a thousand or two thousand very older ancient thousand or two thousand could be a hundred thousand years we we don't know
1: mm-hmm. see i
3: think the thing that people get too caught up in is how old are they right and is it ancient rather than say you know we have all these skulls or they say you know we have the family and each one has a purpose and a reason for being
2: well i think bart is just trying to get a, a timeline as to how there long has no it way. been helping
3: well helping how can humanity? we know this? How yeah, do we know this? I mean, right. we can guess. We don't know. See, one of the things we're going to find out as the truth starts coming out is things we've been taught to be our history are probably mostly false. Of course. So, right. Absolutely. So, I mean, we He's have Tart- Tartaria, which we have no time to talk about. That only was like 200 years ago. So where does that fit in with the Atlantis, with Mayans and all of yes. that?
1: <laughs> yes. The
3: Kashuk Records has, has all of this. And should be available to, to everyone, all this knowledge and information.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
3: um,
1: <laughs> and what he's because... asking
3: as far as time frame, it's possible it could be 100,000 years old, but how, how can we prove that and why oh. is it that important? I think it's more important, at least the way I look at it, that they're mm-hmm. here now and they're helping us and we're mm-hmm. doing more peace meditations. They're helping people with their gifts.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, people are using them to activate sacred sites that have been. Um, closed down for a long time, all different purposes and so, reasons. They're working with them.
2: So let me let me pose this question: Do you think yep. these are human spirits or extraterrestrial spirits?
3: I think Both, they're people? all 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 kinds of spirits, dimensional spirits, right. galactic spirits. Right. They could be spirits of of people who were alive that said, "Okay, uh, you know, this goes a, a dwarf so I'm going to work through that."
1: Right, I see
3: them as as a door. Right, right, and it depends upon who is the guardian. You know, I say guardian, not owner. I don't own these skulls; they picked me. So,
2: and your energies have to drive. They have to be able to work together to to function properly. Um, Wayne says crystals are known to be able to store energy. I'm sure it's even more so with a large chunk of crystal. Now, with a crystal skull that is shaped, I'm certain the energy from the crafter went into it as well see that's yes. something else that would be interesting because you have you have a whole other energy because artisans as you know put a lot of care and love in, into some of their like something like this for example there's a lot that goes into it because it's not always easy to shape stone or to shape crystals and right. and such so there's that extra energy as well so i'm, I'm glad that that wayne mentioned that uh so, yep. so if you feel matter out of sorts it could be that your energy is clashing with the energy that is within the skull itself.
3: And it's possible example of that would be when we did this conference in, um, I think it was in Holland. We had, um, jade skulls that were coming out of like Mongolia and China mm -hmm. that were together with the crystal skulls. Like I'm showing you, their energies didn't match, but it didn't mean that each one didn't have a, a good purpose and way to help people. It's just their energies were totally different. right? And I just felt like when I went into the room, there was a little disarray between the two different types of skulls that were present.
2: Interesting. And that would make sense because even when people are working with different stones, some stones work better together than other stones do. So that is very interesting. Um, Can you carbon date the material around where they were buried?
3: Yes, you can, but it won't help you to know the age of them because m- through the legends that are told, it seems the skulls keep moving from tribe to tribe, civilization to civilization. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we could find it in a Mayan ruin, but it doesn't necessarily mean those were the people who created that crystal skull. They could have inherited it from another group. But yes, you can carbon 14 date the materials that are datable around them, and mm-hmm. you would get some idea. Again, of the age of what right.
2: they are. Okay, next question uh, or comment. I wonder if a corrupted crystal skull can be cleared of bad energy, so it could be used again. As crystals can be cleared.
3: Yes, absolutely. It can definitely be cleared. I actually had this problem with Portal de Luz when I was in Holland. Um, I started to feel that his his energy was not uh, totally pure, and so forth. I had to bury him in the ground. I think for six months. And fortunately, I remembered where in the backyard oh, I, was, boy. I buried him. <laughs> Right. He, he would have been very pissed at me if he didn't come back <laughs> out because he just loves, you know, being with people and helping people and working, right. doing things.
2: Um, Marshall again says the carbon data material around where they were built could have been when the civilization was destroyed, perhaps.
3: Yes, that's true, too. So, um, yeah. So, It's just the material they're made out of. We do not have a scientific technique of dating them, but we can have sensitive people work with them, you know, Mm -hmm. who can link into the frequencies of energy and the history of the skull. And we'll Mm -hmm. talk about that. But then again, when we have the same skull work with different sensitives, they wind up coming and talking about different stories. So is the skull reflecting back past life memories of each of them? And that's why it's different. Mm-hmm. So, again, it, it, it it's very hard to pin down a consistent thing with the skulls. It's just like, you know, like if you see the same skull t- uh, two different times, you're going to have t- the second time your experience will be totally different.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
3: the first time it changed you and prepared you, and the next time you're going to have a totally different experience with it.
2: Right, right. Um, so is there a specific... So, I mean, obviously, maybe quartz and crystal, because they're natural amplifiers, um, will will take in energy and project energy. Maybe a little easier than some stones. Sh- I mean, should some stones not be considered for this sort of use?
3: No, any any type of gemstone could be made into a crystal skull. A matter of fact,
2: grounding like ed- stones like tourmaline yes. or
3: yeah. Yeah, they're, they are making skulls. Smoky quartz, which would be the right. last one I have here. This is a mm-hmm. light, smoky quartz skull.
2: Right. It can be the very grounding brown. stones would be hard to project energy from, wouldn't it? Or to absorb?
3: Um, if it's put into the shape of a skull and there's a spirit that comes into it, it could totally change the way in which it works. Right.
2: So it's really not so much about just the energy of the stone, but the spirit right. that comes into it to work with you.
3: Right. Like, for example, this one is called Geronimo Golden Eagle Line. And he ha- has taken on indigenous types of energies. Okay. Like I had a group in Hungary, a drumming group, where the head of it, he liked Geronimo because he had those energies. And Geronimo would always say, I like drumming. Take me, Dad. <laughs> True. <there's drumming.">
1: yes. <laughs> and so that.
3: there was a, I think it's um, a Cheyenne... Uh, It's uh, the Indians in Georgia, but his group was in Missouri.
2: Cherokee, maybe?
3: Cherokee, that's right. Right. It was Cherokee. Yes. They don't really focus so much on drumming, but he took Mm -hmm. Geronimo out to a circle on the property, and he had a little tiny drum, and he did a drumming ceremony for Geronimo. I love that. And this is a skull that we're having um, uh, Geronimo Jr.'s made by our Indian carver. So I actually have five that are sitting with me, which I haven't really shown to anybody yet. So I'm going to start doing it on Facebook. But right. again, you know, if somebody kind of likes the shape or design of this one, you can email me and I can give you pictures or video of the ones that we currently have, which are seeking their home. Right.
2: right. That's very exciting. So you have all these people now going out and buying these, these incredible skulls. So, so it's one of those, you know, questions like, the size matter?
3: <laughs> no, no, it does not fine. matter at all. I've seen mm-hmm. people have tremendous experience with little tiny ones like this size. Right. And then there's ones that are huge like this, and the person may have a much better experience with the little one than the larger one. Right. So size really doesn't matter. It, it really is like the skull itself. It's like, okay. you know, if you go on a website and they have all these pictures, th- there could be one that speaks to you. Like <clears throat> I had six from India and this um, young man came in, did a session with me because I do these intuitive sessions, too. And this was the first time I had Katrina helping me from spirit. So it was kind of different.
1: Mm-hmm. how it went.
3: And um, I showed him the six skulls. He was thinking to buy one and I didn't try to sell them or nothing. I just said, uh, you just look at them and see if one of them speaks to you. And he just picked the one that talked to him. And now I'm trying to work and help him. You know, mm-hmm. how do you work with it and activate it and start to have experiences with it? So.
2: so so, can you buy something like that online if somebody goes to your website and says, I resonate, I think, or I for sure resonate with the skull? What happens if they don't? Like, isn't it better to go to a place where you can handle them and, and see what drives with you or
3: again it's an individual experience i've watched people where katrina was doing this um before she's really got sick taking like every two or three weeks she would put a picture up and there would be people that would see the images her picture she took because she was a magnificent photographer there's no way i can do what she she did Right. And they would just totally resonate with it and say, that one is talking, I I, I just know I need to have it. So mm-hmm. everybody's different, you know. For right. me, I would probably be the type of person who would who rather uh, not just work with the picture, rather see, like, especially mm-hmm. if it's an older skull, see mm-hmm. it in person and see what experience I have with it. Right. And, You know, like I told you, I had experience with the Atlantean crystal ball. So the only way I can know how am I going to respond to that Atlantean crystal ball is if I'm actually holding it myself. And I can see how it works against how I feel with the energy of the skulls. And they were two type of different type of frequencies of energy.
2: Right, right. Um, Fern says... Very interesting. I have a couple of crystal skulls or skull crystals. I will be sure to cleanse them and learn something every day with them.
3: So So the key, um, Fern, is just, you know, see which one you want to work with. Don't work with all of them at the same time. Just pick one for a couple of weeks. Maybe do a meditation. Take them outside. Take them to your favorite place that you like to go where you feel great energy. You can put them in the sun, in the moon. It's, it's kind of being spontaneous. There isn't any set way. Because what will happen is the crystal skull will use your own special gifts. Like Portal is using my t- telepathic communication. But maybe for you, you see a vision or you feel energy or you just know something. It will find whichever is your strongest and start to communicate with you. It gives you a name. It can give you a name. It'll tell, tell you how to work with it. Or, you know, like Portal de Lu said to me when I was in England, Dad, let's go to the crop circles. Won't that be a fun experience? Right. So he did. So he starts pulling up on the crop circle energies. And right. then um, there was one time we did an experiment where, where he somehow was affecting the energies in the crop circle.
1: Mm. Okay. You
3: know, person was holding and meditating. All of a sudden, the energy ley lines there changed right. as a result of that. Right. So you just you just never know. I think what it is, is when you're on a spiritual path, you have these amazing experiences that come up along the way based on different subjects, different um, crystals you're working with, different tools, you know, maybe it's astrology, something comes up, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's right. going to a sacred place. And um, it just all helps you to become who you are. This, I think, is this is what i'm hearing right now to say the most important thing that we could each do if there is one comment that i could make
2: yes of course of course
3: right but the comment would be be yourself don't give your power away to other people to not be who you are right so the things that make you happy you enjoy to do you enjoy to relax whatever this is so important now If a majority of people on the planet would just start being themselves and Mm -hmm. not giving their power away to other people who's telling them what to do, the whole vibrational frequency of this world would totally shift.
1: Right, right. We don't have to have everybody make
3: that shift. Just enough people to do it, and it would just just change instantaneously.
2: Right, right. I I completely believe that. I, I find... You know, that we all evolve, because I do believe that we continue to evolve as we become more aware. And sometimes, you know, you find yourself with people you love and you're just skyrocketing. Not everybody's meant to go on that part of the journey with you. Sometimes you you have to go it alone and it's okay to go alone. You just have to hope that people catch up, you know. Um,
3: Right. But you never really have to be alone because all you have to do is go onto the internet into like Facebook right. groups oh, with now. Other spiritual people.
1: I yes, mean, I, I
3: don't I can't even imagine how many people I know that are spiritual. Like right. when Katrina passed, there were so many people that came out, you know, to give condolences, but they were showing that they had the love of soul family. I'm talking right. about more than a right. hundred right. people. So mm-hmm. I so even though you know um, I have to start a new life here. Um, and start to meet more soul family and get to do things with people. I'm Mm -hmm. never alone because there's, you know, I just send a message out to somebody that I know through Mm -hmm. um, the work with the Crystal Skulls online. And I have people, people to talk to, you know, there was one person I just spoke to, Karen, another Aries. And I just felt to, to say hello, and she was so happy. And she was telling her about when she met Katrina and I when we came to Wisconsin and we did this event at
1: mm-hmm. her
3: friend's home. How she just felt like you know we were family, we knew each other and everything. And we never really talked that much after that. And Katrina kept, she said Katrina kept wanting to invite her like you know go out and eat with us, come talk with us, let's spend some time together.
1: Right.
3: So um, there's always people out there that mm-hmm. you can talk to that you know that you're not crazy in what you believe people
2: of like mind absolutely right because
3: i'm i know i've seen our future and all all of us who are involved in our spiritual study we are already living that future okay so um we're we're having practice we're being prepared for that to be prepared for what role we'll play and and the answer to that really is very simple what makes your heart sing Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me doing these kind of interviews, it just comes naturally. I have a big mouth and I have all these stories <laughs> and I'm yeah. hearing things, you know, oh, gosh, we talk about this or that. So it's usually never at a loss at words. And um, mm-hmm. I always hear from new people who say, yep, I really I really followed what you were talking about. I really sensed it. So right. What, right. what I'm trying to do here by what I'm talking about is show you the crystal skulls were a catalyst that move me more towards being myself, which is to be, you know, uh, humorous and fun. And, you know, like when I go out to buy things in stores, you know, are there people there I'm supposed to talk to and, you know, share something with? Like I Mm -hmm. went to Walmart the other day and there were three people there I talked to. And then a family that was selling Girl Scout cookies when I went outside, I couldn't help myself. I'm just this friendly guy. I want to have contact with people, so.
2: Right, right. Uh,
3: So, so I'm dangerous. There was a young girl who I guess lives in. I just moved into this uh, room here in this house that was walking her dogs, and I started talking to her.
2: It's like
3: I can't stop myself.
2: Right. Well, I think you just meant to give messages, you know. Yeah. The way it goes, and people gravitate. I want to show some of the pictures that that you sent me. And and I thought this would be a good segue into the next question. So when you look at something like this, for example, um, do do they all have spirits in them when you buy them? Or does a spirit come into them when you make that connection with that stone? All of a sudden it's like, okay, you're my person. I'm going to inhabit this stone or I'm going to use this stone to project to you. How does that work exactly? If I'm looking at all of this, is this right. like a full house or, <laughs> you well, know? I
3: think, I think this picture was taken when we were in Seattle. We had some friends who brought their skulls. Right. And uh, I think some people from Japan came to interview us. Wow. And so we just put out on a table all the skulls. So the cloth is from Peru, from right. Lake Titicaca. The women there built that. So we just felt that energy was good for the skulls. And Very good. Katrina found got displayed somewhere, so she's putting all the crystal skulls there. And there's another one of our ancient skulls, Winnema, which means female chief, uh, right. which is similar to Tachula, it's much bigger. Tachula is actually sitting up in the left hand corner of the picture. You see the right. back I of the red there. Right. I don't see Portal in this picture um as well, far I'll as
2: pull up another picture as
1: well
3: yeah as far as there always being spirits or whatever i don't think that there is a, a set answer for that i think it depends on the individual what relationship do they have with crystal skulls from a spiritual perspective have they worked with crystal skulls before like you know in other mm-hmm. times um you know, there could be a possibility where no spirits come into the skull that maybe it goes to a person uh, to be there for a little period of time, and then they pass it on to someone else. And when they pass it on to someone else, then Mm. a spirit comes in. So it's not a question that you can give 100% guarantee it's always going to happen. It's just in general, for people who are really connected to the skulls and working with them. When I talk to other people, I find that They talk about like there's a a living consciousness. That's that's the word they gave to me, a living Mm -hmm. consciousness that's working through. I knew you were going to show this picture. Good. Thank you, Katrina. (laughs) Mount Rainier. I was afraid I was going to forget the name of the mountain. Mount Rainier, where um, this uh, pilot saw a formation of UFOs back right before the Roswell incident uh, in
1: 1943.
3: Mm -hmm. We... Mount Rainier has the most amazing energy. And, you know, so we went a couple of times and this is one time where she took this picture of some of our skulls up near the top of Mount Rainier. So you see Portal de Luz is on the right side. You see uh, Winema is in the center. The rabbi, I was gonna take the rabbi out. He's a lapis lazuli skull. He's at the far uh, left side. Um, He was gifted to me by a soul family member um in the northeastern part of the u.s because in my book where i wrote about my looking for the blue skull in peru which is a whole other story uh, i had a dream about a blue skull and i wrote about it in that book and she felt that she was supposed to give it give me that skull and she called it the rabbi because if you could see on the top part it looks like he has a skull cap on
1: Right. on so right.
3: A rabbi almost was going to be shown today but i got lazy because you know, I just moved here, and he's in a box. And <laughs> I didn't feel like, you know, taking the boxes on top of him.
1: Right, right.
3: But, um, but I think there's pictures of him on the website that you're going. If they go underneath um, the menu about us, there's a bio on a different skulls. So, so that right. picture came from, you know, us taking our skulls to be in the energy of Mount Rainier and also too i thought up there that there was a ufo base too like ufos have the ability to literally fly inside of the mountain into their base and like in um, machu picchu too the same thing there's a mountain by machu picchu and i again sense the same thing that they can just you know like change their vibrational frequency and go right into the mountain and then rematerialize
2: wow Wow. So amazing energy, for sure. Yep. All right, here's another one that you sent.
3: Okay. So this, again, was a picture from Katrina. Most of these are Katrina pictures. That's why I want to dedicate this show to her.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. So
3: this is with some of our rose quartz skulls and other rose quartz skulls that were present wherever we were at, just bringing them together. So mm-hmm. rose quartz, to me, that kind of skull has more of a emotional you know loving type peaceful it it is said to
2: be the love quartz right
3: yes working with the heart chakra yes so so like for example you know if you're going to participate in our world peace meditation on the 13th next tuesday using a rose quartz go would help you to share a loving vibrational frequency of peace with the world
2: right that's beautiful that is beautiful um okay sorry oh no go ahead before i pull up no i was
3: just going to say so i'm hoping that your viewers who are watching this that as you're seeing these pictures that you're getting a sensing of what kinds of energies the skulls can have and how they work together right you know so each picture you showed the vibrational frequency of those skulls Mm -hmm. had a unique and different energy from each other
2: right right Um, Lady Spider Witch. I love it. I attended a mediumship class. We did astral travel, past life regression, channeling spirits, you name it. We did it. It was great. And the crystals were a big part of it. So can your crystal skulls, when you make this this really deep connection with the one that chooses you, can it help you evolve to the point where, because, I mean, there are people who try their whole lives to do astral travel or or have out-of-body experiences. Will this help them? And is it because of the connection that's being forged?
3: Well, first of all, I feel like um, before we're born, we decide which experiences we will have and which we won't have. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, for me, I I don't see um, vision so much, although there's been a couple of times in the past year where my eyes are closed instead of seeing black, I start mm-hmm. seeing like scenes, you know, but mm-hmm. even when I see things, I don't see it in, in beautiful color and detail. It's more like grayscale. Mm-hmm. So the crystal skulls are going to help a person with the gifts that their soul has chosen that they, you know, are going to to work with. Like maybe in other lifetimes, I had vision all the time. So this lifetime, I have to go more with telepathic, with mm-hmm. feeling, things I know, et cetera. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, But I always find that if, if you work with multiple gifts, they will confirm for each other, like if there's something important, your vision and your um, and telepathic or knowing, it'll both say the same thing. So that kind of confirms for you that it's true. Mm-hmm. So, so definitely they are tools that will help people in developing their gifts or maybe new gifts. Like there was one time somebody chose Portal de Luz and he helped him to open up his third eye. And portal has never done that for me. I've never had it where my third eye is totally open. So wow. just because it helps one person in one way doesn't mean it'll help you in that way. It's right. a, it's really, it's a u- unique experience. You know, we all have our lessons, our challenges, and certain experiences we're going to have. And just because you have a crystal skull, it's not mm-hmm. going to force you to have something that you're not meant to have. Right.
2: I mean, is, does everybody get an experience? Or do you think it's a matter of recognizing the experience? Or some people are just sort of like, sorry, guy, it's just not a a thing, or girl, or, you know?
3: Right, It's. I've watched people that that feel nothing with the crystal skulls, Hmm. you know, or they're frightened by them. Hmm. You know, like there was a lady in Boston, I remember, we had to turn the skull around so the back was facing her before she could work with its energy. You know, right. so, so it's a
2: visual thing instead of a an energy thing. Like you can't necessarily go by what you're looking at, you have to go by what you feel.
3: Right. She had to cl- close her eyes or look at it from the back, and then she was able to have the and then she she was so happy and delighted by it. Mm-hmm. So because see, the thing is, is our subconscious mind can interfere in our experiences. Mm-hmm. Like when I told you about my coma experience where a band struck me from behind i wasn't looking at it and i was taken out of my body but if i would have seen it that it was going to strike me who knows Mm -hmm. what my subconscious mind would have done to me i could be crippled or i may not even be here talking to you but Mm -hmm. i wasn't involved in that because i thought oh i'm protected well i was protected okay Mm -hmm. because although i did have some um some physical problems you know, I recovered. It wasn't serious. It just took me time to recover.
2: Right. I have to make a really quick station and sponsor ID. So for those of you who are just tuning in, you are listening to myself, Michelle DeRoche and our special guest, Joshua Shapiro. We are talking crystal skulls on many different levels. So you keep, keep, checking in and if you missed a lot of it guys and you'll have to get the archive which will be up relatively quick after the show so we are broadcasting live here on the united public radio network ufo paranormal radio network 105.3 from the gulf coast and 107.7 fm from new orleans we are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at folgers coffee who have been a part of our journey since day one so thank you folgers we couldn't do it without you know what we want to also big thank you to dr snick the sonic surgeon aka justin snicker for his contribution of his music his time and his voice for the intro here on the show he's an award-winning composer of halloween horror sci-fi and dark wave electronic music which can be found on all of your favorite music streaming platforms also big thank you to steve McGuinness, the artist behind our banners and logos here at the show check him out on facebook and instagram does great commission pieces and books and pet pictures, you name it. But he does specializes in the horror genre. So back to the show. Thank you all. And thank, big thanks to everybody here in chat too. We love it. You make it that much more interesting. So thank you. Now here's another comment for you. I get a sense from the picture shown of the different energies and how they complement and bounce off of one another.
3: Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah, even... Even the pictures too will carry the energies of the skulls. That's why, um, you know, obviously I don't have access to all these ancient skulls or very old skulls that um, um, I've seen. So, what happens is I have pictures of them and slides. And usually, when I do a presentation, I will do a slide presentation so people could see Mitchell Hedges, they can see me, they can see. Um, the British Museum skull, which I actually had a chance to, to touch and work with very directly, nice. which was very mm-hmm. interesting. You know, so each one, each time you have this kind of experience, you know, it's very unique. And, oh, yeah, uh, somebody's saying I should say what I did with the Br- British Museum skull because I almost got kicked out of the museum. Oh,
2: naughty Joshua. So,
3: <laughs> no, no. no this, this, this was to help the skull, even though they didn't like it. So no. what happened is the British Museums go, this must have been like, um, I think it was right when I met Katrina. So it was probably like about 14 years ago or something. I went to England and my friends lived in London. So we went to see the British Museums go and I had Portal de Luz with me. And the British Museum was in a glass case in a corner, but the energy in the corner was really bad. And I could just feel the skull was unhappy being there. So I took Portal de Luz and went, you know, on the four sections around to share the energy. But I also had four of my kids, small ones. And they said, Dad, put us on the corners on top of the case. I went, if I do that, I'm going to be in trouble. They said, the skull really needs this. So right. you got you to do one for the team, Dad. So right. even if they yell at you, go ahead. So I was able to get it. <laughs> And then this woman custodian who was by the front door a little bit away saw me doing this and, hey, you over there, there's a security system over there. Immediately take that off. So they were on top there for like about, I don't know, 20 to 30 seconds, 40 seconds. So they were able to share their healing energy with that skull too, besides Portal Duluth. So I like like these kind of adventures too, you know, because I don't like to be like anybody else, which is the Aries nature. I got to do something unique and different,
2: right? Well, I'm sure they'll be memorable. <laughs> that's for sure.
3: Well, yeah, usually, usually they are. Katrina used to drive Katrina crazy when my crazy side would come out with people. Don't right. do that. You're embarrassing me. But I'm having fun, and the people are having fun with this. Please trust me.
2: <laughs> and that's what matters in the end. So yeah. it must it must drive you a bit crazy when when you. Um, hear stories like for example the smithsonian having a crystal call that was supposed to be very old and then and it, it ended up they debunked it it's like no it's a fake mm-hmm. not right. really so much a fake but maybe it doesn't necessarily belong in the smithsonian because you're saying no they're all genuine
3: well yeah because they're they exist they're genuine they have right. a purpose okay now whether you know, the museum only wants to show things that are very, very old. So that's why they're going to call things fake.
1: Of course. Um,
3: and also, I think, well, this is my opinion. I'm not supposed to judge. I know. But, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want people to know about the crystal skulls. They that don't. They have, that they have these positive effects on
2: them. I agree um, with you.
3: You know, so. Um, I
2: don't think they really want people waking up.
3: I mean. with Harder to control yes i think so but also with the british skull they can't take it off because it's one of their most popular exhibits right a lot of people are very curious about it they want to go see it it is a, a very wonderful uh, a skull but you know, it's not being respected and honored properly, is what I feel. So
2: So what happens in a case like that, Joshua? I mean, does this is does this skull have a spirit? Does the spirit stay on display with the skull or does it just sort of vacate because it's not really able to do what it's meant to do?
3: No, it's not still, able
2: to have any connections.
3: No, I still think it, that it has a spirit that, that's working through it. I mean, I I can talk to it right now and it feels like there's a living consciousness with it it's right. just it has to accept that you know the role it's playing is different than a crystal skull like the mitchell hedges skull which is totally free to go travel where wherever bill holman the guardian can take it or like portal to lose
1: mm-hmm. you
3: know, we're free to go travel <clears throat> where to take it although when i took portal into mexico i had to be careful because they have the law of antiquity where they're tired of people taking their ancient artifacts out of their country.
2: that I can't they might blame think them for that. Because yeah. this
3: is such a nicely carved skull. But I didn't have any problem with that. I do you think, have
2: to bring in your own paperwork for something like that? If, for, and this is just for people who want to travel with their skulls. Like, Do, do you have to have paperwork for something I
3: like never, that? I never have. But people who have ones that could be old. Uh, I know Sherry Whitfield, who has Synergy, she has paperwork for hers. So some people do that. I don't don't know if Bill Holman did. He didn't do it when we went to Italy together. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a Crystal Skull conference there in Italy when the fourth Indiana Jones film came out. So I traveled from Chicago with him there. That was a really nice conference, except the Mitchell Hedges Skull did something to me, and I only had enough energy to do my one hour talk and then i passed out because i had a fever prior to that so it was like shifting or changing me somehow but so, i'm aries and they flew me there okay. and, and there's no way i'm not going to do my presentation no of course I don't care what's going on
2: so what what was it about the skull that didn't jive with your energy do you no, think it wasn't
3: a question that it didn't jive it was Be transforming powerful? me i went through a transformation
2: okay and so it, can you talk about that
3: um Okay, so Bill Hellman brought the skull out for the the people who were the creators of the conference. And Mm -hmm. I started to get sick, fever, and (laughs) sore throat. And then, you know, I just barely made it through to do my presentation. I could not go back home. Uh, On the day they were going to fly me, I had to stay a couple of extra days. Mm -hmm. But what was really strange is (laughs) the idea for the new crystal skull world peace meditation and how to do it came to me while i was in italy after i saw the mitchell hedges skull. Hmm. so apparently i just needed to stay there for whatever reason and go through this transformation
1: right. so
3: so it wasn't i didn't see it as a negative thing i might have seen that our clothes didn't come in time as a more negative thing than getting sick with the crystal skull right because they came a day late so right. Fortunately, my ex-wife from Holland was also speaking, so she brought me some clothes I left with her, so I was okay. But Bill had to keep wearing what he wore on the plane.
2: Right, right. So we're slowly, I mean, we've got probably about 15 minutes left. So Mm -hmm. this is part of the show where we start to, you know, talk about what you want to promote and, and promote yourself, and then we're We'll slowly segue in because those of you who are enjoying the show, uh, Joshua will be back on April the third, and we're going to be talking about something entirely different. But we're going to segue in. So, Joshua, take it away.
3: Okay. So, I have nine free ebooks. One is on crystal skulls. The there we easiest. Go. Way, yep. I Click would on say. That,
1: the, I'll
3: put right. it
2: in the um. Right. Hold on. So I'm gonna, go there
3: go there. Me. But the I would say the best way for the ebooks is email me. Crystal Explores at gmail.com and I have a direct link to all nine ebooks. So you can just pick like, do you want one on Tartaria, Flat Earth? Do you want to talk about my two experiences where I saw the future? I have another okay. book. It's called Messages from Argus. You know, so all these different ones. um that's probably the best way to to get all of them is just email me okay Um,
2: and the email is again guys it is in the show description as well um i'm just looking here yeah it is in the show description so just go back and anywhere you see it
3: and don't think that i'm busy i i give you permission email me make me busy i like to be busy that's what aries is about Right. So if you have any other questions you want to ask uh, or get the free ebooks or whatever, or if you want to take a peek at these Geronimo Juniors I have, I can right. attach uh, the photographs to oh, it. Hold on, I think I've or, got it right there. Right. Or we gonna, can can also... I
2: put this up in the stream? Yeah. Okay, one second. I'm gonna put it right here, guys. Get your free ebook, bam. Hold on, let me get this. Get out of there okay there we go
3: okay so that has the email address yep um also we have three rumble channels with all kinds of videos too so again i can give you the contact i only gave the all in here too right yeah i only gave one is the rumble channel from our center the center for the advancement of humanity
0: because it has
3: the coolest videos there it has some good interviews with people Another thing is, I think we are destined to create some kind of media channel. I'm putting together a group of people and Michelle I've talked to about this is maybe going to be able to help us with that. So I don't know what format it's going to be. So again, if you email me and you get on my list, when we start start doing our videos and presentations and everything, I can contact you and let you know about that. World Peace Meditation, also, there's a link to the page that Kathy and Harry—they have their crystal skulls. Are called Crystal Skull um, uh, C.S.C. I can't remember what what the C is for. It's mm-hmm. on there. Um, there's a link to their page where you can get the uh, audio um, file that you could download, so you can listen to the meditation that they guide at 1 p.m. on the 13th, or they do a live one at 1 p.m. Canadian time, which is Pacific Standard Time. So I was on their uh, 1 p.m. I did 1 p.m. here in Florida, and then I did their 1 p.m. three hours later in the in the line. Um, what else can I tell you? Oh, well, you know, we have, uh, besides the free eBooks, if you go on to the website that um, Michelle showed you, there are printed books that we have on there that mm-hmm. you can get. Uh, my uh, about the blue skull, which I didn't have time to talk about, there's a whole book on that. There's a novel that I wrote with a friend, Journey uh, into the I can't even remember the name. Into see,
2: into the unknown and back again. Is that the yes. one? Okay, yes. I'm going to yes. put it up right now for everybody to see it. So, right. one
3: moment. So, we have that book, and there's uh, my there visit to. Mexico is a ebook version. I have an ebook version on a me, which was the Amthisco that you saw, and then there's another printed book that we have, which I can't oh, think was, of it, oh, but it's right, on the on the, the website. There we go,
2: that's better. Um, now we can see the whole book.
3: <laughs> the The other thing that I want to put out to people is is that what Spirit has been doing to me recently. Is like meeting all kinds of owners of different centers out here to create alliances. So, if you feel like, you know, affinity to the kind of information that I've been sharing, which if you ask me tomorrow, I probably won't remember all the things I said because I'm just, you know, kind of going with the, the flow of what I'm inspired to do. But I'm looking to form alliances with other people and organizations, especially in preparation for the Center for the Advancement of Humanity when it physically starts to manifest. Because I see myself having the ability, and this has to do with the new financial system that's supposed to be coming out here soon, um, that there's going to be all kinds of resources coming for humanitarian and spiritual projects. So this will be how we'll be able to build this center and create it physically here uh, somewhere close to Orlando, not in Orlando, but somewhere around it. Mm -hmm. will be um and people that will be helping us do not necessarily have to live here because you know through the internet we can still work together and do projects so i'm going to be looking for people to help with that center and i'm only going to have one question to ask you if you feel again an affinity for it and i have a document i can send (coughs) that describes it is what makes your heart sing and if we need that help then you're hired immediately and you'll get a Mm -hmm. a a very good salary so that you don't have to worry about paying your bills. You can focus on doing what makes your heart sing so that when people come to visit us, they're not going to want to leave because they're going to watch us all dancing and singing and (laughs) doing what what we're here to do. Living
2: your best life.
3: Exactly. Um, So those are kind of like the things we're doing. The last thing I would like to talk about, I think I still have a few minutes Mm -hmm. is what's happening right now what's going on in our world, because you know, it's like we're coming to a head. I believe that all the systems that we have been brought up and used, they're not based on the truth. They're based on this group of people that wants to be in charge of everything and try to get us to follow what they say. So that's a nice way of saying it. Um, and there's major changes getting ready, new technologies getting ready to come out new financial system, new medical things, um, uh, funding to support all kinds of dreams and visions. And also, I believe we're going to have contact with our galactic brothers and sisters. So the main thing that I'm concerned about is as these truths start coming out, a lot of our friends and family uh, are going to be in shock because they're not going to believe You know, like when I talk to people about that the earth may not be a globe, they just look at me like I'm crazy, even if I show them some evidence and proof of such Mm -hmm. that they might want to take a look at it. So it's like all kinds of amazing truths and information is getting ready to come out.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: We are the ones who volunteered before we were born to come down here to help people Mm -hmm. so people do not start all going crazy and everything.
1: Right, right. So,
3: Um, And especially like what Michelle is doing with her shows to get out all the information on all these different subject matters. This Mm -hmm. is very, very important. So I just see a time coming where we're going to really start working closely together and helping each other and doing projects together and really Mm -hmm. enjoying ourselves. So I'm, I'm feeling like we're so close to major breakthroughs. Right. What a major breakthrough be? It could be like the Pleiadians, which are cloaked in the sky above us, say, Now it's time for us to show ourselves. And they send down to the earth this very loving, peaceful energy so we're not afraid of them. And this makes it possible. I'm just giving poss- possible examples. It could be something that President Trump does. You know, a lot of people don't know what to make of President Trump. So I asked Katrina. You know, who wasn't sure what to make of him. You see him on the other side. How do you see him? Oh, he's a very good actor, was our answer. Yeah. So I think he's working with a lot of good people that are getting ready to bring out all this amazing technology and things. And this is something that they've had to, to look at and strategize it and and work with geniuses to figure out the best way so the least amount of people are going to be adversely affected. Mm. Um, so do you think
2: we'll find... Um, and this would be a perfect segue into the next show. Do you think that we'll find more ancient technology? I know we're going back ancient again, but you know, the the, the planet has its way of giving up her secrets. You know, we've got things that are underwater with new technology we're able to actually find some of the stuff that's deep in the sea or under the forest canopy in the Amazon, things are surfacing. And along with that is technology and teachings and, and knowledge and history.
3: Yes. I think we're going to find a lot of things. Some things have been hidden, I think, and protected by certain groups of people or indigenous yeah. people. Yes. And some will be gifts from the gods or the galactic brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Um you know be um, all kinds of things so it just I, I see the future through myself I have a guide called argus who's myself in the future 2037 mm-hmm. to 2040 and it's mm-hmm. just absolutely remarkable what he right. shows me can't tell me how we get there from now to there but what right. I see coming up is really going to be beautiful so it's the same thing if we all hold that vision mm-hmm. um, like I heard What if we each did a meditation where we focus on what we each see could be this amazing future of peace and harmony? Mm -hmm. And we all do it for like five minutes every day, like in the morning, five-minute meditation, we're focusing on it. Our collective energies together could help to bring that and make that happen faster. Because it's through the power of the mind that we're creating our reality. consciousness. Yes. Yeah, and that's our our ability from god from our soul this mm-hmm. creator does the same thing everything that exists is through the mind of creator and we are creator's children mm-hmm. so we have this gift through the power of our mind to create this right. so i just feel like there's a, a, an energy and a movement that's happening that is totally supported by creator and there is nothing on this earth that's going to be able to stop this Right, happening each day, a little more, a little more is starting to happen.
2: Like a domino effect. Right, like
3: like what's going to happen with this broadcast that Tucker Carlson just did with Putin? How is that going to affect people? Because when he did his first one alone, there were millions of people who watched him and didn't watch some kind of presidential debate Mm -hmm. going on at the same time.
2: Well, we are in different times and we're going to watch things unfold and, um, you know, that's all we can do. But I am so thrilled that you came on and spent the evening with us all and shared your your knowledge um, on the crystal skulls. I know I myself just love, you know, love crystal skulls and love, I love crystal. I've got all sorts of this sort of stuff. I love it. Um, and it's nice to be able to know there's an avenue where you can actually go and learn how to use this stuff, which is great because who knew? (laughs) I really didn't have any idea that, that, you know, that there was so much to it. I figured, Oh, this is an ancient artifact and, and they're surfacing and, and, and I'm pretty versed in things, but it's nice to know that it continues on and that there are people out there who are educating other people on how to make a difference in using some of these tools among others and i'm really looking forward to the april 3rd show as well and i'm sure amelia will not be under the weather and will be able to join us um as i know she really wanted to be here as well so thank you uh, on behalf of all of us here who have been listening to you for joining us this evening
3: well it's my pleasure and Thank you for giving me this opportunity, because if I don't get to do these shows, I get depressed sometimes.
2: Oh, that's just, terrible.
3: Well, I, I, I'm making a joke out of it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I, because I really, I love to do it. And um, when right. I don't get to do it, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of boring. So, well, your
2: email is all over the place now. <laughs> maybe, maybe you'll get, get a few more. I could definitely hook you up, you know, for sure. I know a lot of people who do shows. Right. But, you know you're coming back and you know i'm already looking forward to it so i hope you have a terrific weekend and i will email you as you know
3: right okay everyone have a great week and visualize this positive future that we're moving towards is absolutely going to happen and we each have our role to play in it and when, when, when it happens we'll be dancing and singing outside i'll i'll that's what I want to do. I want to dance and sing outside with everyone, but I can't because it'd be too crazy right now. But maybe <laughs> by the end of the year, it'll be normal.
2: Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Joshua. I'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you. Good night. Good night. So delightful, so knowledgeable, and just, I just love listening to him. And he's just so. Enthusiastic and so positive, and I love that. I love that. We need more of that. So, big, big thank you to Joshua Shapiro for spending the evening with us and sharing all of this knowledge. Big thank you to Folgers Coffee for sponsoring us tonight and every night that we have this show. Big thank you to Doctor Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker. Big thank you to Steve McGinnis. Thank you all, guys. I have the email up on here. If you're looking. F- to maybe suggest a guest or a topic please do if you're looking maybe to um be on the show yourself show us what you've got you want to send us Folgers commercials huh never out of the question (laughs) so next week going to be a lot of fun Wednesday night Amelia and I want you guys to be our valentine yes even though it's valentine's day we're going to be here we're going to have an open mic. We're going to meet in the chat room, and we're going to talk about everything. We might even get into a little bit about the history of Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> Thursday night, we welcome for the first time, and I'm very excited about this show. Nancy Thames, who is a former Department of Defense employee and a lifelong contactee of extraterrestrial beings and has emerged as a significant voice in the realm of alien disclosure and spiritual awakening. Her work underscores a collective call to awakening. So holy crap, that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, Right knowledgeable lots of information coming from this lovely lady and thank you guys thank you thank you thank you for being in the chat room honestly you guys make it that much more fun and I'm really looking forward to uh, next week open mic anyway have a great weekend and we'll see you next week guys stay safe out there good night